welcome to the Weather of the Mind podcast. I'm your host, Doug Krish. Good day to you. Coming to you late January 2021 in the deep, deep cold recesses of Corona 2. Just about halfway in our four-month practice period, our four-month challenge period. December, January, February, March. We knew this would be a tough four months but hey, we're a few days away from saying it's halftime. We made it. We made it to February. So just trying to encourage everyone to keep keep on keeping on, taking it day by day and week by week. Certainly, we're all feeling the weight of the challenges. It's but it's it's good to remember that. So thanks for tuning in. I'm happy to be with you. Got some cool things to talk about today. I would call it. I would call this casual chat number three, as I've been taking a break from very thesis-oriented uh, shows, and just kind of have a few minor points and maybe preview some things that I'm working on. When I was producing the podcast week to week, it would take a good amount of my mental energy. I, I would. I would produce the podcast on Wednesday and then I would sort of let not really think about it for Thursday and Friday. And then starting the weekend, I would start pulling ideas together for the next week and and sort of it's a sort of a you know building from a, a more vague place to a more specific place over a few days and going for walks and going for bike rides and just having time to think. Well, one of the problem there's two problems, uh, two challenges for me producing weekly podcasts these days. One is just the lack of acquaintance, uh, like acquaintance energy. We talk about, you know, that just recharging some sort of social batteries. But the other thing that I wanted to mention right now was I'm focusing so much on, on different levels or different parts of my project, my, my, my lifelong projects that relate to emotional health, practical teaching, and essentially like some level of education reform. But I think I think we're going to see a lot of reform in our society following this year, year and a half long pause. It's just natural that things will be like we talked about. We talked about 2020 as a forest fire. Things will become things. Many things will be disrupted. Many businesses will go out of business. That's very sad. But not only that, a lot of people, most of us have a lot more time to think and evaluate. So it's a very rich time. Like I've said before, it's always fascinating to think, what if, what if all society had a, had a retreat period? What would come out of that? Well, we're living through that to some extent. So I encourage you to, I'm going to give you a few homework assignments today because a few listeners have said, we want you to like assignments, we like assignments. So the first assignment is to Spend some time this week. I know we talked about an art project in the past. It could be an art project. Or just sit down and write in your notebook. Just archive a little bit of where you're at. It's going to be very fascinating to look back on this time, this time of retreat, this time of forced retreat, and where we were at and, what we came, and how we came out of that. I feel like whenever I've had challenging periods in my life, sometimes you cho- I chose them myself. Like when I've gone abroad by myself. To West Africa as a 23-year-old, and I was working on some projects, but it was—I had miserable anxiety. I was very isolated. It was not a very fun time. However, those tough times seem—they seem to, when they're when we're getting pushed, 
it, it forces us to evolve and to change and to grow. So this is a good thing, right? But it, it doesn't happen right away. It happens over time. So I'm very fascinated to see if we're like at maybe the the deepest, darkest point of this, hopefully, this corona times, the middle of our kind of second winter. Uh, I know we got, you know, I don't know where you live, but in upstate New York, March and April last year were very cold and nasty. So it feels like our second winter of corona. And we see, we see things, we see optimism, we see spring coming, we see summer, you know, we see the vaccines being rolled out, we see optimism, but we're still in the trenches. So this homework assignment is called In the Trenches. And for the In the Trenches assignment, I want you to write In the Trenches somewhere where you see it all week. Write it on a piece of tape and put it in your kitchen, write it in your room, and just think about your, where you are in the trenches. What strengths have you found that you have? What weaknesses do you feel? And maybe those weaknesses are not bad weaknesses, like being weak because you're a human and you need socializing. That's not a weakness. So maybe weakness is the wrong. You know what I, you know, you know what I mean, right? right? Okay, and now this is the homework assignment I planned on, 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 give, on providing. Homework assignment, thought experiment, you know, take it as you will. This one is, the point of this one is to kind of develop, um, to show you where I've been, to kind of put you in my headspace. Because what I'm doing right now, and I've, what's really preoccupied, or occupied, preoccupied, occupied, my mind for the last at least two and a half years, is this building of a weather of the mind school. And this school is going to be an online school, and it's going to be free. And it's going to be ad-free. And it's going to be supported by donations and grants. It's a place where you can go and it's a place of self-study. Although hopefully we could develop, you know, supportive group settings as well. But it's really a place of self-motivated self-study on the topics of emotional health and practical skill. So this podcast has kind of been an, an experimenting, a brainstorming arena. And thank you for brainstorming with me, by the way. I love my brainstorm buddies. Much love, brainstorm buddies. Over the podcast, real life. For me, that kind of mental wandering, that mental wondering, that exploring together is just such a beautiful part of being a human and knowing language and being able to develop ideas. Okay, so homework assignment number two, thought experiment, you have a blank canvas to build a school. And you could, you could picture it as a physical school if it's easier for you to think of, but it's a little bit more intimidating. Um, you could think of it as an online school. First of all, why would anyone want to build their own school? Well, I've had a number of, I was in school for a number of years, as we all were, as you know, gosh, we spent so much of our human lives in school and then in work. I mean, these are the fundamental rituals of our human lives, school and work. So it's important to evaluate any rituals, especially rituals that are 35, 40 hours a week. And then if you, if you have a kid in, in a, if you have a kid in school from when they're age five to age 18, and if they go to college beyond that, even another few years, but even five to 18, you got like, you know, 13, 14 years to play with there, 13 or 14 years, like 10 months a year, 35, well, how many hours a week, 30, 35, 40 hours a week. And you have adults 
who don't understand, the average American does not understand a lot of basic financial health, how to manage the, manage money, how to manage the relationship between their emotions and money, how to manage their emotions, you know, basic, basic stuff. And I got to teach high school in Brooklyn a few years back. And when I was teaching there, you know, you know what they say. What is the goal of an institution? What is the goal of, of an education? What is the goal of your family? If we have these social spaces which we steward, which we contribute to, whether it's a school or a family or a household or a, or a bar, you know, where you work, we are stewards. And we'll, but what, are we, what is the point? What is the point of putting kids in school from ages 5 to 18? So for me, and when I was, you know, I'm encouraged as a teacher, tell these kids college, college, college. And I see these the students' abilities to study and learn and their interest level. And most, and honestly, at least a third of them should never go to college. Uh, that's just the truth. And it's nothing, it's not, it's not a derogatory comment. I, I think this whole college for everyone, everyone must be an indentured servant to college is, is completely repulsive and should be wholesale reevaluated. So I'm kind of looking at a wholesale reevaluation of education. It's like if we have if we're gonna rate if we want to raise kids into healthy adults, what is a healthy adult? We have to define what that looks like because it's kind of gone off the rails. Because a heavily in heavily indebted 24-year-old who's just out of college for a year or two and has a, a low level of life skills. It certainly gives us pause looking at the student at the end of this process and seeing this 23 or 24 year old and seeing the life and seeing an incongruity with what they've learned and what they need to be a healthy, successful adult. So we're evaluating education, but on some level we're also evaluating the breakdown of Religious institutions were break, the breakdown of civic institutions. People are not involved in, in Boy Scouts as much or Girl Scouts as much. They're not involved in churches or synagogues as much. They're not involved with extended families as much. So these elements of life have shrunk and have diminished in the last 50, 60, 70 years, right? Steep declines. But we're social animals. So where is that social needs being met? Where is that some of those life lessons? Where is that teaching being met? And it's kind of, again, if you think back to the forest fire example, a lot of things have collapsed in society, but there's lots of opportunity for new growth. So what I'm hoping and what I predict is we'll see a, we're going to see a lot of small schools growing. And we're going, to, we're going to be really reevaluating some of the institutions in our society. More than even before, I think this corona disruption allows a pause and a quietness for us to really, as a society, have more time to evaluate. Be almost forced to evaluate in, in, the, more, in the increased quiet time of our, of our years, 2020 and 2021. So, that was a long preview to the homework assignment. The homework assignment for you... The homework assignment for you is to, is to start sketching out, sketching out subjects, sketching out ideas, sketching out, reflecting on your own educational experience, and then reflecting on the educational experience of your children or your nephew, uh, your grandkids. What, 
what does school look like for them and, and what should it look like? And, and how has it not evolved? And how must it evolve? And so if, if you can design a school, you know, what are the main, what are the main five or six subjects or the main three or four subjects? For me, I've been taking notes on this and brainstorming my notebooks a lot. And uh, so what I've been doing is going through my notebooks and I, I take out the keywords that represent a bigger concept. And then I, and then I, but I have so many of these keywords. So I have like a hundred or two, I have five pages worth of these, maybe a hundred keywords. And they're like this. Um, I'll, I'll read one page to give you a little sample. Weather of the mind school, practical approach to emotional health, digestion of life, Sabbath, seize the week, biography, wisdom, education, perspective and patience, gratitude, probabilities, tools for emotional health, rituals, rite of passage, cooking, wisdom roulette, emotional health and culture, time and history, cultural places and spaces, relationships, self, family, romance, team, cult, etc., Diagnose the culture beyond therapy and medicine, notebook, nature relationship and ag, the great mystery, all hands on deck, educate and encourage, purpose and direction. So I got pages of those. So this has been my process. Then I'm, I have to look at this list and see like this is a hundred of maybe the small little subjects. But what we have this this cluster, almost this Milky Way of ideas. But if you're trying to turn that into a school or a book that has a, a delineated chapters and sections, how do you separate that out? And there's, there's a lot of layers to those terms. So it's process of separating them out. It's very different than science, than like if I was doing theoretical physics work where, well, maybe not theoretical physics. If you're doing some sort of physical or chemical work where you're trying to get a definite answer. There is no definite answer for how to design the best school. There's just too many variables. Uh, I, I challenge AI to this. <laughs> I should be careful what I challenge AI to. I challenge AI to design a better emotional health and practical skill school than I can. Anyway, I challenge you as well. Ah, uh, so let's see. So I gave you two homework assignments. Oh, so much homework, Mr. Krish. <laughs> Mr. Krish, that's too much homework. Man, I've been thinking about you guys. I've been thinking about the school. I've been thinking about emotional health and growth. I'm thinking about like what are the fundamental... So you have the fundamental subjects of a school, but you also have what are the core assumptions? What do you say? All right, this school really... This is the, like the five things that we really try to build off of. Like Almost like these are our main understanding there's our our assumptions and also like what are our main what are our main rituals what the key rituals i'm pretty excited i think i'm sure other people are doing the same thing right now and designing schools and there was this period in ancient china like 2000 years ago called no it was more it was more than that this is 2500 years ago around the, you know, the times of Buddhism and Confucianism and Taoism, they had a period called a hundred schools of thought. A hundred schools of thought. So I like to think about a hundred schools of thought emerging in our modern society. 
like a period of brainstorming and little schools. And the notion of a school is not something just for children. A school is a lifelong association. Again, I'd like to see these schools kind of fill in some of the void that churches left. What a lot of the religions gave people was like a system, an overarching way to frame life and approach their days and weeks. So humans need systems. And what we've done is we've thrown out a lot of the old systems and have replaced them with often have there's been a void you know so what is your system you know how do you prioritize how do you make decisions what's really ultimately important how do these line up in our lives so that's a big weather of the mind school brainstorm for you so if you wanted to go if you wanted to keep on learning lifelong learning lifelong growth you know what are most people drawn to in that sense. They want to keep on learning how to cook better. They want to keep on learning how to exercise better. And they want to learn how to come to peace with life, to come to accept life and death and be like, hey, you know what? It's okay. I'm walking right now and listening to my podcast, buddy Doug, and we're chilling. We're getting by. It's almost February 2021. (laughs) Okay, okay. On to the notes, the elusive notes. So let me mention a few upcoming shows that I'm working on. I'm working on a few tribute shows because we've been losing a lot of people. If you've been following this podcast from early on, there is a... I did a whole series on the Up... uh, I did a whole series of episodes on a documentary series called the Up Series. And that's a documentary series where they looked at seven-year-olds across England in 1963 and basically have checked in with them every seven years. So it's this longitudinal documentary series that looks at these, you could follow these people's lives to some extent in these snippets from age seven to age, they now, the people are 63 in 2019. That was the most recent episode. But uh, the guy in charge, Michael Apted, has passed and this is sad news so i want to do a little tribute and kind of reintroduce that series maybe some of you would like to tune into those documentaries during this quiet winter it's a great way to reflect on human biography and human experience so rest in peace michael apted rest in peace hank aaron all-time baseball legend it'd be cool to give him a little respect in an episode coming up and then there's someone personal a personal friend and someone who's been on the podcast, Scranton Bob, Bob Nape, has passed. And this is also Tennis Bob. This is my, my good friend, my buddy, and uh, tennis partner and, over the years. And we just played very competitive tennis over Thanksgiving. Just It feels like just weeks ago. And he suffered uh, his second, a second stroke, and it, it put him down. And... I had a really, I was, I was, I was going to do this podcast two days ago, but then I started really thinking a lot about Bob because I know I wanted to mention him and it sent me into just, you know, a real sadness. And I think I'm guilty of a bit of dissociation as as an act of self-preservation in this case, because when I heard that Bob had his stroke and was in the hospital I knew that I wasn't able to visit him because of because of the pandemic. So it became just this really horrible thought of him very alone and semi-conscious in some in the hospital. 
So when I when I heard that he passed, there was almost some relief in that. But without the normal rituals of of a funeral and a coming together, there was not um there was the lack of ceremony. There was a not a lack of closure. That's the wrong term. But a lack of ceremony left left me sort of digesting, but sort of ignoring these feelings and this sadness. But once I came up to do the podcast and reflect more about him, it really sent me into a lot of sadness the last two days. And I created some rituals of my own, went for a long snowy bike ride and really gave some thoughts and prayers. So rest in peace, brother. Another episode I'm working on is called The Validator. The Validator is uh, an emotional health superhero I'm trying to create. And it really is for trying to teach people the lesson of emotional validation. And this goes for parents, children, everyone. This is just human. Our emotions are part of our instincts. Our emotions are really important. And our emotions are natural. And it's important that we validate emotions. And But then the step two is say, okay, we're responsible for how we, how we react to our own emotions. So a lot of times we'll see someone get angry and then we'll act a way that's not socially acceptable. And then we maybe make believe this is a seven-year-old kid or our child who gets angry at something and then throws something across the room. And then we say, ah, oh, you're not supposed to get angry, you're punished. So we make the mistake of penalizing their emotions instead of their actions. So the validator is a superhero that sweeps in and these mo- these situations and says, your anger is very valid. Let's understand your anger. Step one. Uh, that's kind of an annoying voice. Uh, let, let's have him talk normal. Uh, step one, I'm the validator. <laughs> step one. You're angry. That's okay. Let's understand what. Let's understand what's making you angry. Let's let's really let's let's validate this emotion. This is important. This is what you're feeling. If you were hungry, we wouldn't say don't be hungry. You're angry. Let's understand what's making you angry. But we have to do step two. Step two says, okay, if this is my emotion, how do I react to it? Not just intellectually, what I think about it, but how do I respond physically? How do I calm myself so that I don't throw something? Because I know I can't be throwing stuff as a child or as an adult. The validator. <laughs> uh, I need a really good artist. Nah, I don't know. Maybe it'll be a, maybe a, maybe a ra- an old-time radio character who sweeps in. Yes, the validator. <laughs> That'll be fun. I'm going to work on that. So when I was th- working on the validator episode for the, the upcoming validator episode, I was thinking about like, oh, so I'm reviewing, the, I'm reviewing this book right now on validation. And it's, it's, it's about parents, you know, validate, being emotionally validating to their children, the same kind of concept as I'm talking about with the validator. And I wanted to remind parents that, because it's intimidating, there are so many books about how to be a good parent. But I, so that's why it's good to have a, when I say have a system, having a system or having a, you know, it's like having a few core mantras or you look through that big cloud, that big mound of parenting books or or any of, not even parenting, just self-help books, right? We, what are the few guiding principles that I know I can rely upon? And I think I thought of the, the ultimate one for parenting is, 
The most important thing you can do is teach by example. The most important thing you can do is teach by example. Because kids can sniff out hypocrisy in two seconds, as we all know. And the best thing you can do is normalize the life of a human, a modern human, who has to deal with emotional stress. It's not a horrible thing if your kids see you get upset once in a while, if they see you get anxious, if they see your depression, as long as you show them that you can step back from it and then manage it. The validator. <laughs> so it's like, like I was talking to my friends who, who like me, is an anxious-minded person. And I know that she is a really caring mother and wants the best for her kids and that anxiety could almost probably spin a little bit and like because you want to be such a good parent you try to oh my gosh and you have all this stress about trying to be a good parent and and you don't want to just have so much anxiety that it, it sort of backfires but I was encouraging her to just to normalize it with her kids you know and say hey I, I'm getting I'm getting upset I'm getting stressed out to recognize it and, and but to not be afraid of it Oh, like if you're if you get angry in front of your kids, if you get anxious over you get sad, talk about it, normalize it. Hey kids, this this these are the seasons of our life. The validator. <laughs> and healthy people generally will develop a relationship with their emotions where they say, "Okay, I'm angry, I'm sad, I'm upset." But it's going to be okay because I have things I can do to take care of myself. I can go for a walk, I can cook a good meal. I could have some deep breaths. I could listen to music. And I'm going to listen to the emotions. I'm going to respond to it. And I'm going to grow. It's just simple little simple little systems that are just not in place in our society that we got to work on, right? Okay. So I'm also having maybe have a reader's write episode because I've gotten some feedback and some requests. And you could see I'm responding to the requests by providing more homework assignments. You have your design a school homework assignment, as well as your in the trenches assignment. That was what we talked about in the beginning of the episode. We said, we're in the trenches right now of this forest retreat of Corona 2. Let's make sure we have some artistic or written uh, archive of what we're experiencing, how we're feeling. Just write it down. You'll appreciate it later on in the trenches homework assignment. I was also thinking about doing an ethics show. I'm, I'm kind of intrigued by the ethics of ad blockers. And I think I'd like to have a conversation about that. I'm also going to try to get uh, get some Skype interviews going, get more voices back on the podcast. I haven't been so – I really like the face-to-face interview. And remember, we used to have people on this show frequently. So we'll try to get people on this show soon, back on the show and I got a bunch of book reviews coming. I've just really been immersing myself in reading and, and kind of deep study. Da Vinci's life, Einstein's life, validation. Um, what else have I been studying a lot of? Just the history of science, history of early science, 17, 1770s, 1780s. So a lot of good studies over here. Drop me a line anytime. Um, check out old episodes if you want to hang out more, weatherthemind.org. I really hope you're well. Hang in there. We're getting through this together. Sing some songs. Do your homework assignments. Have some fun. Living and learning. Oh, don't forget hydration. Get the pulse up. A little bit of exercise. 
All right. Have a great week. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.